This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasoolu amma ba'd. Brothers and sisters, I am supremely thankful and grateful to Allah the Almighty to have the honor of addressing you this afternoon for a few moments. I want to express my extreme love for Sheikh Abdullah Idris, and let me tell you why. I was not scheduled to be here. This is a stop on the way of a journey. And Sheikh Abdullah Idris asked me, say, Imam Saraj, can you come? And because of my love for him and you, I rerouted my schedule to be with you for a few moments. I want to talk about two things and, and then we finish. I want to talk about the divine relationship between love and faith. There is a divine relationship. I'm going to talk about that. In the second part, I want to talk about you and I. First of all, relationships. Martin Luther King Jr. said something interesting. He said, life's most persistent and urgent question is what are you doing for others? Ironically, I'm going to begin this talk with the very opposite of what I intend. I want to end by talking about you and me and our level of faith, but I'm going to begin it by discussing our relationships with others. My thesis today is that love is a gauge, can be a gauge and an indicator of the level of faith that you have. The more love you have, I argue, the more faith you have. And I'm going to try to prove that um, in a number of ways. And then I want to talk to especially the youth. How many of you are in high school? Raise your hand. How many in college? Good. First of all, our relationship. Sheikh, you know I love you. And I love you for a selfish reason. It's kind of selfish. The Prophet ﷺ said, 
لَتَدْخُلُوا جَنَّ حَتَّى تُؤْمِنُونَ You will never, you cannot go to Al-Jannah until you believe. So the key to Al-Jannah is faith. Al-Iman. You can't get there unless you believe. And then he said, وَلَا تُؤْمِنُوا حَتَّى تَحَبُّوا and you never believe until you love one another. Love is an indicator of the level of faith you have. Second, قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم والذي نفسي بيده لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أقول حب إليه من والده وولاده والناس أجمعين. I swear by Allah in whose hand my life is, none of you truly believes until I am more loved by you than your parents and your children and all of mankind. So Allah gives us a criterion of our faith based on our love of the Prophet love and faith. Let me give you one more. In this hadith, mutafakun alayhi is in Al-Bukhari Muslim. The Prophet anhu qala fil al-ansar. The Prophet was speaking about the ansar. He said, la yuhibuhum ila al-mu'min. None loves them except a believer. And none hates them ila munafiq. Except the hypocrite. When they love them, the Ansar, Allah loves those who love the Ansar, and Allah hates those who hate the Ansar. See the pattern? There's a pattern here. Before I talk about your Iman personally, I want to talk about your relationship with one another. لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب لأخيه ما يحب لنفسه. Another example. You don't really believe until you want for your brother what you want for yourself, till you want for your sister what you want for yourself. So let's let's pause here and and let's just recap. My argument is this. If you want to measure how much faith you think you have, go back and reevaluate your relationship with one another. Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As radiallahu he said to the Prophet alayhi salatu wa salam, Who among people do you love the most, قَالَ عَيْشَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهَا Let's stop for a moment. You know that the Prophet loved Aisha more than anyone else. How is it possible for a believer not to love Aisha رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهَا قُلْتُ I said Abdul Amr ibn al-Ans مِنَ الرِّجَالِ Among men who do you love the most? Kala Abuha, her father, Abu Bakr. Tell me, Muslim, 
How is it possible for you to not love Abu Bakr? How is that possible? For a believer not to love Abu Bakr? Kultu, I said, Thumma man, who? Qala, Umar ibn al-Kitab, radiallahu Then Umar ibn al-Kitab questioned, how is it possible for you to be a believer and you don't love Umar? Is that, is that really possible? What I'm saying is be careful because the Prophet ﷺ mentioned certain people. Maybe, maybe there are some other people whom Allah loves. And we want to make sure that we love those whom Allah loves and we don't hate whom Allah loves. I give another example of this connection between faith and, uh, and love. The same one, Amr ibn al-As on his deathbed, he was facing the war. You, you, you notice the screen? You don't see me, do you? Because I am a nightmare for the cameraman. I never stand still. He was facing the war and he was crying. He couldn't control himself. He was crying. And his son, Abdullah, he tried to console his father and tell his father how good he was. And his father, he turned around and he faced the people and he said, I have been going through three stages in my life. Stage number one, there was no one on the face of the earth that I hated more than I hated Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessing be upon him. And if I could have, I would have killed him. He said, had I died in that stage, I'm sure I would have gone to hell. And then he said, Allah guided me to Islam. So I went to the Prophet ﷺ and stretched out my hand. And when the Prophet stretched out his hand to me, I withdrew my hand. And the Prophet ﷺ asked, why you do that? He said, I do it with conditions. I accept Islam with conditions. The Prophet ﷺ said, what conditions? He said, the condition is that I be forgiven for my sins. And the Prophet ﷺ said, don't you know that when you become a Muslim, Allah forgives you all your sins. That when you make pilgrimage, Allah forgives you all your sins. When you make migration, Allah forgives you all your sins. So he said, I became a Muslim. And he said, there was no one more loved by me than Prophet Muhammad sallallahu He said, I never looked at him fully because of his splendor. So if you ask me to describe him, I couldn't describe him because I never looked at him directly. Love and hate. You get an indication of faith based upon love. Can I give you one more? Can I give you one? Yes? There was a man during the time of the Prophet ﷺ named Abdullah. His name was Abdullah. And they called him, he had the nickname, they called him Himar. Donkey. And they said, he used to make the Prophet laugh. laugh. 
our prophet is really, he is so magnificent. I ran out of adjectives years ago how to describe our prophet Muhammad, peace and blessing be upon him. So Himar, he used to make the prophet laugh. But he had a problem. He had a drinking problem. And he was always brought to the prophet, peace and blessing be upon him. And you know, the prophet would scold them. They would take like shoes and sandals and, you know, hit him a little bit. One of the, uh, the Muslims cursed him. And the prophet said, don't, don't, don't help shaitan against your brother. For wallahi, this man loves Allah and he loves his messenger. He, may, he ain't perfect. Just like in our jama'at here in Toronto, in Montreal, in Quebec, in all of the provinces of Canada, in America, and around the world, ain't none of us perfect. All of us got some issue. But even though we have an issue, doesn't necessarily mean that we don't have no faith. It may be, the Prophet said, Al-Mu'minu A strong believer is better and more loved by Allah than a weak believer, a strong believer, a weak believer, but there's good in all of them. Has Imam, sometimes the Imam, it goes up and it goes down. So we got the first part, pretty much, that there's some correlation, connection between love and faith. We, we see that? Okay. Now I want to talk to you. I want to begin the second part with uh, a statement that the Prophet ﷺ made. And wallahi, I see it every day. This hadith Qudsi. This is the Prophet ﷺ quoting Allah, not in Quran. Ya ibadi, kullukun dolun illa man hadaytuhu, fastahduni ahdikum. Oh my servants, every one of you are misguided unless I guide you, therefore ask me, and I will guide you. Did the Prophet say that Allah said, some of you are misguided? A few of you? The majority of you? A handful of you? No. What did he say? Kulukun. And this is why Muslims, 17 times a day, Guide me on a straight path. Okay. Ask your question. How many of you love yourself? Raise your hand if you love yourself. It's not a trick question. You don't love yourself? Oh, okay. Shake you. You're not sure? You love me, but you don't show if you love yourself. Let me tell you something. You may think that this is the obvious. He said, of course we love ourselves. In 1968, in America, there was a famous song, so famous... It was number one for six weeks. 
six weeks, number one. Now, most of you know about Prince. But the one I'm talking about, you may not know. Anyone have any idea what song in 1968? i give you a hint. Shake, even if I give you a hint, you won't know. Have you ever heard of James Brown? For real? No way. The, yes? How do you know about James Brown? Okay, that was your hint. 1968, what song? Number one in U.S. for six weeks. Hmm? No. That's a good guess, Sheikh. He said, I feel good. Mm -mm. Say it loud. Ha! Who said that? Allahu Akbar. Say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. Why was this song so significant? Why was it so popular among African Americans? Take a look at me. I have a number of identities. One of them, Anna Eswad. True? I am black. You want to hear something? I love it. I love being black so much. Really. My black skin, my broad nose, my thick lips. But you ought to ask me why. Because Allah said, it is Allah who created you in the womb as he pleased. If Allah pleased to make me a black man, I'm happy to be a black man. In addition to that, they say, the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. I just figured you may want to know that. But why was that important? Because if you go back, and my uh, concern is that a lot of the history that Muslims are going through, in some way, African Americans went through that history. How many of you, now I know none of you ever went to a movie ever in your life. But if you were going to go to a movie and would have seen the, the movie Malcolm X, how many of you would have seen the movie Malcolm X? Okay, good, good, good. I want you to go back to the movie and tell me what was the ending of that movie. Tell me the ending of the movie Malcolm X by Spike Lee. Hmm? After the shooting, think back. Hmm? Again? See if this sounds familiar. 
I am Malcolm X. I am Malcolm X. I am Malcolm X. In the end of the movie, Nelson Mandela comes on. And then we have some students from South Africa, maybe Soweto, maybe uh, Johannesburg, maybe Cape Town. And each one of them was saying, I am Malcolm X. If you remember in the early part of the movie, the movie is educational if you study it. Malcolm, the one who played Malcolm, his hair was conked. Remember? What do you mean hair was conked? Black men in those days used to straighten their hair to make their hair good hair. And when they meant good hair, when they said good hair, they meant like white hair. So black people hated ourselves. If you study all of the social scientists would tell you how black people used to, there was a cream to make the skin lighter. Black people hated themselves. So in the 60s, we had a cultural revolution to make black people love themselves. I remember, Sheikh, you may not believe this, I had an afro in the 60s. You know what an afro is? My afro was so big, you can land a helicopter on it. That's how big it was. And so we had, we wore daishikis. We had afros, changed our names because black people now was getting to start to love themselves. And so they had to be reminded in song to love themselves, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud because you don't know the condition of black people. And so one of the things that we have to do is, we had to do is to learn to love self because you can't love anyone until you first love yourself. No, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. You could do it, but I'm, I, I just want you to get the, 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 the message. Is my time up? Is that possible? Huh? No, 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 I can't because I told them I need a clock because I got to catch a flight. I can't be talking to you guys all night long. I, 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 I got to, I got, huh? Get another flight. Ooh, ooh. I love you, man. All right, let me finish. You got to help me. Somebody get, give me a time, so you got to help me. What time is it? It's not there. It's 5-5 five, five now? It's five o'clock now. Okay, good. Okay, good, good. Okay, good. Okay. Okay. I'm almost finished. You see, I'm of the opinion that all of the love of the prophet, the love of each other, the love of the Ansar, the lo- uh, I'm of the opinion that you got to begin by loving yourself. Some of us may think we love ourselves and maybe we don't. I'll give you an example. I think about Malcolm, Al-Hajj Malik Shabazz. Look at what he was. In prison, every kind of crime that you can think about, he did it. Spent time in jail. 
Two weeks ago, I was in a city called Trenton, New Jersey. It was a fundraiser for a, a masjid called Masjid Safat. And I just come from a different city, so I was there early, and I was sitting, and I was watching the people as they filed in. We made, we made prayer, and at some point, six African-American young men came into the place together. They prayed together, and they sat together, and they ate together. What I did, I didn't know them. I sat next to them, started to talk to them, and found out that these young six African-Americans lived in a halfway house. What is a halfway house? These are people that have been in prison, but now they want to go back to the society. So before they integrated into the full society, they live in this halfway house. And as I began to raise the money for this masjid, Safat, these six African-American men living in the halfway house, not one of them raised a hand to donate any money. And I could swear, looking into their eyes, I could see teardrops because I felt that they wanted to give, but they had nothing to give. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. Which country is the most populated country on the earth? China. One billion, three hundred something million people. What country is number two? India. One billion, two hundred, almost three hundred million people. What country is the third most populated nation on the earth? Say it. United States. United States, with a population of over 300 million people, are the third largest, is the, is the third largest country in the world by population. What that means is that we in the United States represent about 5% of the total population of the earth on the one hand, and on the other hand, we represent about 25% of the total prison population right there in the United States. Put it another way. How many states does the United States have? 50. If all of the prison population in, in America, under Department of Corrections, probation, parole, etc., state prison, federal prison, if it were a state of the United States, it would be the 13th largest state in America. Put another way, if all the people in the United States in prison were a nation, they would be more populated than 50 nations of the world. I close with this. I'm thinking about these six brothers. I'm thinking about Malcolm. Malcolm is famous. Everybody loved Malcolm. Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm. Malcolm was charismatic. He was eloquent. He was a great debater. Malcolm was something special. But if Malcolm never debated someone from Cambridge, never gave a speech, never even wrote the book, the autobiography of Malcolm X, 
Malcolm would have made a great contribution to society. How so? The Prophet said, Every Muslim have an obligation to give sadaqah, to have an obligation to give charity. Every Muslim. And you know what I love about Sahaba? That whenever the Prophet said something, they would ask a follow-up question to get more information. For instance, when he said, Ala kuli Muslim sadaqah, every Muslim have an obligation to give sadaqah. Qila, they said, Ara'ayta in lam yajid. What if they don't find anything to give? He said, alayhi salat wasalam, let them work with their hands and benefit themselves and give sadaqah. But they didn't stop there. What if they can't? Ara'ayta in lam He said, enjoying the good. What if they can't do that? Stop the evil. What if they can't do that? And I'm going to end almost on this last one. What if you can't do any of that? He said, let them withhold their evil from the people and that will be for them sadaqah. Those six young men gave sadaqah even though they didn't go in their pocket because of what they became. Allahu waliyu ladina aminu yukhrijuhum min al-dhulumati ila nur they come from the darkness. You have no idea where some of these brothers and sisters have come from. But the light of Islam made them to love themselves. And when they love themselves, they do everything to protect themselves and to promote themselves. Sheikh, I bet you don't know my kunya. You say you love me, right? But you don't know my kunya. You say, yeah, Imam Suraj Wahaj, yeah. He used to be Jeffrey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeffrey Kares, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't know my kunya, I bet. Huh? Say it again. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. He's wrong. <laughs> but 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 it was it was a good guess. Let me tell you. Most of you know by now Allah blessed me with nine wonderful children. Seven girls, magnificent, wonderful girls, and two all right good guys. By the way, I want to compliment the men for winning the contest. <laughs> Don't go there. Leave it. All right. So with me, with my children, they will tell you. I give you their numbers. You can ask them to verify it. Every one of my children, I gave uh, allowance every week. Sheikh, I don't know if you give allowance to your kids. You do. So I give them, I give them, I give them allowance every week. But I always say to them, whenever I give you allowance, you should always give some to sadaqah. Now, whenever you talk to your children, you have to look at them to see if they accept what you're saying. My son, Muhammad, was about seven years old. He didn't like what I was saying. I says, Muhammad, what's the matter? He said, nothing. I said, come on, man, I know you. What's the matter? He said, Daddy, why we, why we got to give our money to Sadaka? Sadaka is the name of his oldest sister. <laughs> and he thought, my oldest daughter, name is Sadaka. My name is Abu, Abu Sadaka. So you can call me Abu Sadaka. You can call me Imam Siraj, Abu Sadaka. 
So, brothers and sisters, I want to this, this, this drive this point home. The 10th leading cause of death in the United States is suicides. More people take their lives than kill people. Some 42,000 Americans take their lives every year. Someone once said about suicide, suicide is a permanent solution for a temporary problem. I wish that suicide didn't exist among us, but it does even exist among Muslims, especially Muslim youth. Suicide is an indication that you don't love yourself. I wish here, I make the dua, that none of you would smoke cigarettes. Cigarettes, Muslims smoke it all over the place. I'm not coming to give fatwa. I believe it's haram. I believe smoking cigarettes is haram. According to Fatawa Islamiyya, the shuyuk, they say it's haram. Years ago, they said makruha, they wasn't sure. Now they're sure. I give an example. According to the United um, Nations World Health Organization, they said if the, most of the, if, the, if the people of the world did nothing, by the end of this century, one billion people would have died as a result of smoking cigarettes. That's obscene. You can't love yourself if you are slowly committing suicide with cigarettes. Some of you, my youngsters, may want to experiment on alcohol. I admit, before I became Muslim, I had some alcohol. I admit, before I became Muslim, I smoked some reefer, but just a little bit. No, it, was, it really was a little bit. One, one Muslim brother told me, Imam, he said, Imam Suraj, if, if Allah blessed me to go to Jannah, all I want to do is smoke some weed. <laughs> say, Let me tell you something happened to me. You got a couple more minutes? Yeah. Don't tell the speaker to take the time. The worst thing to do is tell an imam, take your time. Because they will take it. Sheikh, I was in Mecca years ago. And it was a hot day. And I went in the store to get something cold to drink. And I looked in the freezer, and there was a drink called Nair Bear. Nair ain't bear, non-alcoholic, Nair Bear. So I said, hmm. So I got the Nair Bear, and I started drinking it. All of a sudden, I felt the buzz. Shake, you know the buzzes? No, you don't know no buzz. You don't know no buzzes. I felt like, you know, what's going on? So I stopped drinking it. My fitra was telling me something about this near bear. I said, it's not alcohol. I was talking to myself. I said, Siraj, it ain't alcohol. I said, yeah, I know, but I know how it make me feel. You okay? I said, no, I'm not. I found out, I learned that if 
a, uh, a drink have a certain percentage of alcohol, if it doesn't reach that level, they don't have to indicate it. They didn't have to tell me alcohol was in that, in that, and I knew it. I knew it because of how it made me feel. So brothers and sisters, I'm saying love yourself. And the last point is this. Your gift to the world is guidance. I'll give a couple examples and then we finish. I just came from Norway not too long ago. For the first time in the history of Norway, there are more atheists than Christians. 39% of the population of Norway are atheists. 37% Christian. This is duplicating itself all over the world. People are losing their faith. Brother told me, he said, Imam, so many of our youngsters are turning into atheists. I said, I have no way to prove that. But I do believe that some of it exists. I don't know if you know right now, in June, there's going to be a new uh, restaurant open in London. I don't know if you heard about it. For the first time in history, in London, in June, will open the first naked restaurant. Already, there's a waiting list of 16,000 people. Your gift to the world is guidance. Don't give it up. Love yourself. Love Allah. Love the Prophet. Love yourself. Love Sahaba. Love the Ansar. Love one another. Manifest your love and your faith. Faith is not something that you merely say. It is something that's demonstrated. How do you expect the people to believe us if we don't even love one another? Our job here in Canada is make Canada a better place. Our job in America is to make America a better place. It's not going to happen if you try to be like everyone else. Khaliful Mushrikeen, the prophet said, be opposite. Be opposite of the pagans. How you know it? You're demonstrated by how we act. I was the first Muslim to open up a session of Congress in 1993, I think it was. No session of Congress is ever opened except by a Jewish rabbi or Christian minister until 1993, a Muslim opened up the session of Congress. And when I opened up the session of Congress, I didn't go any way than I ordinarily go. I dress like this. I don't think I have to, but I love dressing like this. And I went just like that, how I dress. You know why? Because I don't apologize for being a Muslim. I'm proud to be a Muslim. And I want the world to be proud to be Muslim. Love yourself. Take care of yourself. May Allah bless you, brothers and sisters. It's been a great privilege. I'm sorry I can't stay more, but I gotta go. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.